Lamentations 3, 19 to 26. I remember my affliction and my wandering, the bitterness and the gall. I well remember them, and my soul is downcast within me. Yet this I call to mind, and therefore I have hope. Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed, for his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. I say to myself, the Lord is my portion, therefore I will wait for him. The Lord is good to those whose hope is in him, to the one who seeks him. It is good to wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. Nigel mentioned at the start of this service that Cap Sunday is a national event. There are, in fact, over 200 churches across the UK who are marking Cap Sunday this morning. And uh, the talk that I am about to share will be heard in all of those 200 churches. The prayer activity that I'm going to ask you all to participate in shortly will be uh, part of their services too. So as we sit here... Uh, right down in the far part of the southwest of England, let us remember that we're part of this much bigger picture. In 1939, at the start of World War II, the Ministry of Information designed a poster that's as popular now as it was then. It was a very basic red and white poster with a picture of a crown at the top and underneath were five simple words. Keep calm and carry on. The poster and slogan it carried are timeless, possibly more popular now than they were then. The catchy slogan was a national call to press on despite the impending threat of war on our country. But it also epitomises British stoicism, having a stiff upper lip. We're encouraged to press on, soldier through adversity, and not let our emotions interfere. Don't get me wrong, perseverance and resilience are essential qualities, but it feels like the only acceptable way to feel in response to difficulties. Then what we do, we do in time, then what do we do in times of anguish? How do we respond when our hearts are hurting? How do we act in times of pain and with feelings of injustice? What if there's a different way to respond when our hearts are aching? Today we're going to explore God's way, which is to lament Lament is unfamiliar to many these days, but it's an important response to the pains and injustice we experience in life. It's the heartfelt and passionate cry of a hurting soul. Lament can even be unfamiliar in the church. It's not uncommon to see a praise and thanksgiving service But when was the last time you saw a sorrow and grief service? 
If you look at the Bible, you'll see people allowed themselves to be moved. Jesus wept. The psalmists cried out. And the prophets lamented. One of those prophets, Jeremiah, was in fact known as the weeping prophet. He was a prophet who spent most of his life calling on God's people, the nation of Israel, to respect, to repent and live the life they were called to live in relationship with God. They didn't listen and they were eventually captured by the Babylonians. Jeremiah saw his people with their freedom taken away, living outside of a relationship with God, and it broke his heart. He was moved to write a whole book of lamentation about what he saw and how he felt. And here is a flavour of that book. My eyes fell from weeping. I am in torment within. My heart is poured out on the ground because my people are destroyed. Jeremiah didn't bottle up his feelings or maintain a stiff upper lip. Instead, he cried out to God. Lament isn't complicated. Lamenting is simply putting words to how we're feeling, to state the circumstances around us and honestly bring our pain to God. There are many things in life that move us. Many things that bring about feelings of despair and cause our, our hearts to ache. War, bereavement, disaster and injustice. This year, we're experiencing the highest rates of inflation for decades. And things are getting more difficult for those living in poverty. The Food Foundation reported that 7 million adults missed meals in April this year due to rising costs. Fuel bills are becoming unaffordable to many. And according to the Joseph Roundtree Foundation, at the end of 2021, 3.8 million people on the lowest incomes had fallen behind in paying their bills. The other night I was watching Channel 4 News and they reported that one million people in the UK are in the hands of loan sharks. One million people. Right now across the UK and right here in our community there are people living in the middle of very real poverty. <coughs> Neighbours with empty cupboards, fridges and stomachs. A father unable to heat his cold and damp house. A mother for whom basic sanitary products are out of reach. And those facing increased mortgage and rent payments. It's difficult to hear these statistics and even more difficult to know that these numbers are made up of lives and individuals made and loved by God. This is the reason to lament. Cat wants to stand alongside the church to lament with those living in poverty and facing the ever-worsening cost-of-living crisis. In a little while, I'm going to invite you to join me to take time to lament and hold the pain of those in poverty before our God. 
However, God's purpose for lament isn't that it doesn't leave us in a place of darkness, because it's in the midst of lament that we find hope. Listen again to the words that Karen read, and you'll realise that they were also part of our first song this morning. I remember my affliction and my wandering, the bitterness and the gall. I remember them, and my soul is downcast within me. Yet this I call to mind, and therefore I have hope. Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed, for his compassions never fail, they are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. In the middle of Jeremiah's lament for his country, he was comforted with the compassion, love and hope of God. What a wonderful example of lament leading to new hope, to a new song. CAP has the privilege of partnering with local churches like Emmanuel, where we meet people in the middle of crisis, living in poverty. And as these churches journey with them, they bring the hope of God. CAP has a vision to see transformed lives thriving churches, and an end to UK poverty. CAP provides a strong team of expert and accredited debt advisors who contact creditors and provide ongoing budget advice. Uh, Our local debt centre here in Falmouth and Penryn is run in association with our friends at St Budoc's Parish Church, and Karen and I have the privilege of working closely with Jackie Bennett, their debt centre manager. Sadly, Jackie couldn't join us this morning, but she sends her greetings. Other churches, like our own, run life skill courses, job clubs and money courses to support those living on low income and to help people back into work. There are many ways God calls us to reach out, to be the hands and feet of Jesus, a thriving church that has people ready to answer the call. Cat befrienders Chris and debt centre manager Andrew that we've just seen on the video were just two people in Sid's church committed to reaching out to those uh, most in need, helping them to find their new song of hope. Finally, Sid's story provides hope that UK poverty can end one life and one home at a time, but it also reminds us that there's so much more to be done. Cap's passionate about bringing about a place where destitution and poverty don't exist, a place where more people currently living in poverty can find their song of hope. Our church, Emmanuel Baptist Falmouth, is a part of this. You can be a part of this, and you can make a response today. The first response God invites is one of the heart. To hurt and cry out for those who are living with the reality of UK poverty. To be moved by the struggles and pains that we see and experience. So our response today can be a simple but powerful one. I'm going to invite you to join the congregations 
in those 200 plus churches to spend a few minutes writing your own prayer of lament for the cost of living crisis and its impact on the most vulnerable. Whether you want to do this for someone you know, for our community at large, or indeed for yourself, we want to lift our voices to God together. Your prayer doesn't need to be poetic, just from the heart. It doesn't need to be long, it may be just a few words. And I want to stress that all of these prayers are going to be gathered together from across the whole of the United Kingdom and they're going to be taken to a national prayer event in Westminster on the 8th of February next year where CAP uh, leaders, political leaders and uh, various uh, Christians um, in, in and around London will be present where there will be a belief in the importance and the power of the prayers of God's church. Loving Heavenly Father, we thank you for the opportunity to come together in your name as we bring the power of collective prayer before you to lament for those suffering from the cost of living crisis. We ask for your strength through the testing times ahead and that we may keep our eyes open to those who are struggling in our communities, moving our hearts into action to do your will. We ask that those who follow Jesus will bring about your kingdom through acts of love and compassion, and that the church will be bold and empowered to bring the endless love of Jesus to those in need. We pray for those tormented by doubt and worry that they may be guided by your light to courageously step forward and find the solutions to their problems and to bring their journey from lament to hope. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.